You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. He's Greg, I'm Nick. Of course, this is the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles, brought to you by betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. And yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. Busy last few days for the Patriots. Greg, let's dive right in with the trade of Shaq Mason. Mason goes to the Bucks. This happened yesterday for a fifth round pick. Your thoughts on the deal and I especially want to get your thoughts on Mason because you're one of the only guys that I saw tweeting out yesterday that thought Mason did not have as good of a year as you might have thought. Yeah, what's interesting, Nick, is that, um, you know, sort of because I'm a one-man band over at BSJ, a lot of, you know, you get busy with certain things. And, you know, with the Patriots, it's been a busy offseason from, you know, staff and front office defections, Tom Brady retiring, um, you know, combine stuff like that, like some stuff like year review stuff got sort of pushed off for me. So I've been sort of, I was trying to catch up right before free agency. Cause I like to go over my numbers just one last time to sort of, Hey, you know, take a sort of thousand yard look at things. And, uh, Sunday night I was going through sort of, I decided for the first time, everybody knows that listens to this. I do sort of my own sort of plus minus system as I'm evaluating film. So this year, I don't know why it just occurred to me this year, but I was like, you know, why don't I put those numbers for each player from each game onto my spreadsheet and then sort of, you know, maybe that'll give me a bigger picture. So I started doing that for the offense and I was going to publish it Sunday night, but somebody decided to unretire. Um, so I put it on. Yeah. So I put it on the back burner. So but one of the things when I when I looked at the offense, one of the things that stood out to me was. Uh, a couple of them for things. One, hey, you know, maybe maybe people are being too hard on Nelson Aguilar. Maybe it was just sort of circumstances that dictated that he wasn't productive last year. Um, that, it, it, you know, I didn't think he was bad. And my numbers sort of backed that up when I looked at it, even though he, he just didn't have a lot of numbers. The other thing that jumped out to me, Nick, um, and, and I actually wrote this, and of course I didn't publish it, so I look like an idiot, but... Uh, I was underwhelmed by Shaq Mason's numbers when I went back through it last year. And I came to the conclusion, is he worth the $10 million uh, that they're going to pay him? Is he still on the upside of his career like he was when the Patriots gave him a big money extension? And what I found was, you know, through the Falcons game, I had him for a net minus 23. Now, that sounds awful 
But offensive line, I in my plus-minus system, every position group is sort of different. Um, offensive linemen uh, have a lot more opportunities to have negative plays than, say, a running back who, you know, outside of not picking the right hole, drops, fumbles, penalties, not a whole lot of opportunities for minus plays. So they're always sort of in the plus. In my rankings, offensive linemen are always in the negative. But negative 23 in seven games – that's not good, and especially for a guy that the way he was getting paid. Now, I will say, in the final seven – excuse me, that was nine games, he was a minus 23. In the final seven games, he was only a minus four. So in my rating system, Shaq Mason was really good in the final seven games. He was below average in the first nine games. So that just led me to ask the question, could the Patriots look to move on from Shaq Mason? Do they think – He's ever is he going to be the guy who played in the second half of the season, or do they think this is sort of what we're going to get out of him? And so the Patriots decided to move on. Now, um, I don't mind that they traded him. I don't love the return a fifth yeah. round pick. Yep. Uh, it sort of goes along with you know the way the Patriots have dealt with things, whether it's Joe Tooney, Tom Brady. J.C. Jackson, now Shaq Mason, they're not getting much in return for these guys. Guys they have developed, guys who have been good players, guys who you think have value around the league. Actually, we know they have value around the league. And so, to me, I'm sort of, you know, underwhelmed at the return that they got. I understand why they dealt him. I don't have – I'm not up in arms about it um, because I do think guard is one of those positions that you can – you can figure out and, you know, we can talk about some of the options for them, but uh, I didn't hate the deal. I didn't hate trading Mason. I didn't love the return. You stole all my thunder. Uh, pretty much everything you just said, you know, when you, I didn't grade Mason season. And by the way, if you're watching this video and I keep looking away, it's not because I want to see the new trim uh, Greg Bedard. I'm trying to stay away from looking at him because he's lost over 90 <laughs> pounds. If you haven't heard, it's because I'm on Twitter making sure we don't miss anything. So I'm going to keep looking over to uh, the other direction. That's why, but you know, I, I didn't grade Shaq's season, but yes, guard is, is not a tough position to find. You can find guys. The Patriots have done it over and over and over again, finding interior offensive linemen with mid round, late round undrafted free agents, well, maybe not at that level he was at at his best, obviously, but you can find a guy. You've lost Karras and Mason. I would imagine that Owenu will be one of those guys who fills a guard spot. Uh, I think they'll be able to find somebody, but the issue to me was the return, and I pretty much agree with everything you said. A fifth-round pick for Mason seems low, and you start to look at these trades. You know, Gilmore, of course, they had a lot less leverage with Gilmore, but Gilmore is a question. Yep. The whole the handling of guys, Tooney, all of that stuff kind of comes back and bites you here, but I'm not going to freak out. You know, the league year hasn't even started yet while we record this. They've got plenty of time to help the offensive line. Uh, what's next, though, do you think? I mean, I saw, you know, looking up front, Greg, I saw the name Lyle Collins, and there was a report yesterday, I believe it was from Andrew Callahan, saying that the Patriots had at least dug into the idea of Collins from the Cowboys. Collins is looking to leave Dallas. Is that an option? Does that make sense to you, bringing Collins in and then maybe, you know, making some more moves up front? Yeah, that's it, – it's interesting, and I think I saw CBS had um, a report, uh, you know, along those same lines today. So maybe there's there's some fire where there's smoke. I have not um, heard that. Um, 
you know, it's possible Dallas is looking to move him. So let's just deal with the offensive line like present day right now. You know, if, if the Patriots had to line up tomorrow, a lot of it hinges on how they see a Wenu. Um, he was very good as a rookie at tackle. They kicked him inside at guard last year. He was not as good. He eventually lost his spot to Ted Karras inside. So in my mind, until he proves otherwise, he's a tackle. So I have him penciled in as the right tackle. I have Yasir Duran as a guy they went out and traded for last year. He played a little bit of tackle. I give him a chance at guard. Andrews, of course, is at center. Uh, I have, you know, Justin Haran right now, who I thought came on, uh, came on at the end of last year. Again, another mostly tackle. You know, try him out at guard, see if he can play guard a little bit, win at left tackle. Now, if they do make a move for Collins or another left tackle, say, you know, like a guy like Nate Solder is out there. I mean, and while I don't, you know, I'm not over the moon about Nate Solder anymore. Um, at least they have some familiarity with him. Maybe they look at a guy who they can plug in there. But say they get a left tackle, then I think things make a little bit more sense, Nick. I think if they get a left tackle, and Collins has been mostly a right tackle, but he can play on the left side. And let's also not uh, forget about Trent Brown, who right. I don't think they were enamored with, but that doesn't mean that they wouldn't bring him back if it was it was cheap. But just let's say they get a left tackle. Then all of a sudden you kick win inside to, to, to left guard. You have Andrews. Um, you have Durant, Haran, a draft pick. There's been Tooney, Mason, our guards that started right away for the Patriots. You plug in, you draft a, a right guard, uh, which is a little bit easier than left guard for the Patriots. You plug a rookie in at right guard. You have a Wenu at right tackle. Suddenly, okay. You have a decent offensive line. You have a pretty good offensive line if everybody is up to par. So, uh, yeah, I, tackle would be something I would be looking to upgrade because I don't think Isaiah Wynn was good enough last year. If you're not just going to trade him and save his $10 million, then the best option might just be to kick him inside. And it's interesting because Wynn is at $10 million and Collins is pretty much at $10 million. You wonder if that's part of the math here. You know, do, do, you, do you try to move on from Isaiah Wynn do you bring in Collins? You replace the salary with the salary. You get a pick for Isaiah Wynn. And then that gives you another shot at finding an offensive lineman to help you if that's where you want to go. It's just when I look at the past, you know, two things that don't necessarily freak me out about Bill Belichick when it comes to player evaluation. He's done a really good job with offensive line and cornerback. I'm not telling people to not freak out about J.C. Jackson, not to be concerned about the secondary. We'll get into that later. But if, if I have to wait to see how a position falls together. Offensive line is one of those positions. I feel like they can figure it out. Cornerback will be more challenging, but look at the track record. Belichick's done a really good job at those two spots. So I think they'll have a plan. Uh, let's move to the next piece here. Winovich for Mac Wilson. That trade happened. What do you think? <laughs> how many, how, how long have we been talking about trading Chase Winovich? Oh, I, mean, I mean, it's again, it's another late move by Bill Belichick. I mean, I, I, I don't know why this didn't happen a year ago and clear the decks, let Josh Uche play a little bit more. You Ronnie Perkins, like whatever, um, you know, it goes along with the lines of, you know, guys in the past that I've said, like, all right, they need to move on from a Landon Roberts, Daron Harmon. And they end up doing the year after I, I say it, but you know, Chase Winovich, that pick complete waste. It was a complete waste of a third round pick. Um, you know, it's either he, 
they misidentified like what he could do? I mean, you know, they didn't know that he couldn't set the edge or did they not develop him well enough, which outside linebacker, which now Uche is there and Ronnie Perkins, that's Steve Belichick's position. Um, you know, what's the deal at edge? Why can't they develop any guys internally? Why do they have to go get Matthew Judon and Kyle Van Noy and, and guys, why can't they develop these, you know, relatively high draft picks? And But look, Winovich hasn't done anything here. I think he's a good player. I think he's good at what he does. Sub pass rusher. I would have liked to have seen them at some point say, hey, what is he good at? He's good at running around and and, you know, going to the ball and flying to the ball. Why don't we stand him up and try him at inside linebacker? Maybe it takes there. You know, Clay Matthews did sort of the same thing in Green Bay, and that worked. I, I just did not like the lack of imagination with the Chase Winovich career. I thought that it was – I think that the Patriots did a poor job developing him or at least using him. I thought they kept him on the roster too long. And But, you know, I will say this. Mac Wilson, who they got from Alabama, fifth-round pick. Winovich was a third-round pick, same draft, 2019. Mac Wilson out of Alabama. I liked Mac Wilson out of Alabama. I think he has the potential to be a good player. I think he has the potential to be a starter here, maybe a little bit of an upgrade on Juwan Bentley, a little bit faster than Bentley, same type of player. Um, you know, but we'll have to see. There have been some, he, you know, he went he went later in the draft, at Alabama, he went against Nick Saban's advice, which was stay in school for another year. Um, yep. He pissed off some people there about that. There's always been questions about his attitude a little bit, which led to him you know, being benched basically in Cleveland his last year. Um, I think there's a player there. The Patriots are just going to have to pull it out. But I like the player. I do. And I think, I think he helps. I liked him at Alabama. I like him as a player as well. Uh, you know, he might not be as much of a downhill thumper as Bentley because he's not as big, but he's going to help them in coverage. And we've talked about that against tight ends, against running backs. He can at least, you know, help on tight ends, downfield, down seam. He's athletic. He makes plays on the football when the football's around him. So I think if you get a little bit more athletic, that's what I wanted on the second level. I don't mind it. Winovich. He, he just can't set the edge. And we said it a thousand times. The Patriots want more from their edge players. So he was going to move along at some point. Did they misutilize him? Probably they could have used him better. As you mentioned, Wilson, more athletic. He's smaller than Bentley. I don't know if he's going to thump downhill as much as Bentley does, but he can cover, he can cover tight ends. He can cover running backs. He can get downfield. He makes plays on the football when the football's around him. Uh, he made a number of very impressive plays on the ball when he was at Alabama. So if you wanted to get more athletic, if you wanted to have more coverage from your second level, I don't know if he's going to go sideline to sideline as much, but he's somebody who's going to help them athletically, which I think was a, a must for this football team. So I don't mind the deal. You weren't going to get much out of Winovich. I think Winovich, by the way, will be one of those players. He'll go to Cleveland. He'll be better. He'll, he'll be a better fit. He'll do more. And people will say, oh, out of the Patriots, get rid of him. Mm -hmm. Again, it's all about the scheme and what they want. Uh, so up to this point, we've got the Shaq Mason trade. Uh, we, we have the Winovich trade. We have Slater coming back. We have James White coming back. We have Brian Hoyer coming back. We have Nick Folk coming back. We have Devin McCourty coming back, which I thought was a necessity with JC Jackson out of town. Overall, Greg, your reaction to what they've done so far and what their approach is, and maybe this idea that they could be protecting some uh, comp picks. Yeah, I look, 
It's been underwhelming, but I'm not alarmed. I mean, I didn't expect them to be free spenders. I'm hoping that come four o'clock today and the official start of free agency, I'm hoping we're sort of back to Patriots cloak and dagger. We don't know what they're doing. I mean, you know, the trades sort of came out of nowhere. Uh, right. There were no hints about that. Maybe, you know, I, what I would like to see the Patriots maybe it's it seems, Nick, and let me start here that, you know, I don't know how much fans are familiar out there, but, you know, there's a formula for the compensatory pick. So, you know, sort of the level that you lose free agents and what they get paid, as long as you don't sign someone in the same neighborhood, then you'll get a comp pick. And so, like, you know, J.C. Jackson's going to get you a very high comp pick, which is a sandwich pick between the third and fourth rounds next year. But to cash in on that, uh, then you can't sign somebody else who's in the same neighborhood, which is, like, why they got nothing for Joe Tooney. They let Joe Tooney walk, and then they signed $8 billion free agents last year. So there's no comp picks for the Patriots this year. Right. I, I think if if I had to guess, I think that the the Patriots seem like – uh, they don't want to outlay a lot of like signing bonus and stuff like that, like they did last year. It seems to me that they're more open to trading guys. Which, if you if you acquire guys via trade, doesn't affect compensatory picks, and you also aren't paying a signing bonus. They just get paid what's left on their contract, or you renegotiate. So there's no big like you know if you sign Allen Robinson, then you're going to have to pay him probably a thirty million dollar signing bonus or what have you. Whereas if you trade for Robbie Anderson, then you're only paying him his base salary, which is like, I don't know, $10 million a year. So it makes a little bit more financial sense. If I had to guess, the Patriots are being conservative. They're, they're open to more trades, like a Robbie Anderson, uh, Lael Collins, um, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, I think that they're looking to start to recoup some of these picks for the guys that they've been losing. And so... Uh, I think they're taking a conservative approach. I'm hoping that there's one splash move, po- possibly like an Allen Robinson, who there's, you know, if you're hoping the Patriots get him, there's been no news on him at all. Yeah. So yeah. no news on Allen Robinson and the way the Patriots um, sort of operate. That would be good news. You would think it would have leaked by now, but uh, I'm hoping they make one splash pick uh, for a receiver. It looks like my dreams of a really good slot receiver are gone. They're all all the good ones in free agency are gone. Yeah. Uh, not sure why they wouldn't have been on in on Braxton Berrios. It's not like he didn't he he broke the bank or anything. So, uh, but I sort of that's where I see the Patriots right now. I I don't they're going to look to to make strategic trades and sort of fill out the roster with sort of the second tier free agents, whoever's left, and 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 that sort of thing. I'm glad you brought up the Robinson thing because I've been having the same thought. Like there's been zero word about Robinson outside of Matthew Judon, who just tweeted literally four minutes ago at Allen Robinson and Chandler Jones, a gif of uh, the Godfather saying, I'm going to make him an offer. He can't refuse, Um, you know, Chandler Jones, Tyron Matthew, Allen Robinson. There are some big names that there really hasn't been much going on. And no. so it, it's interesting to see what's going to happen with Robinson. Uh, the Patriots, obviously it's been reported that the Patriots were interested in Robinson going back to last season. And then of course the bears decided to franchise tag him. So that kind of stopped the talk, mm-hmm. but Robinson is such a great fit. I mean, he he's the, he's the guy I think they believe Nikhil Harry at his best yeah. would 
be the, the contested catches downfield, the big target in the red zone, that kind of guy that will grab it with his mitts and pull it away from traffic. And I happen to have a really good friend. One of my best friends in Virginia, when I, when I lived there, diehard Chicago fan from Chicago. So I, I watched more bears football than I wanted to, but I've seen Allen Robinson and I'll tell you, you know, people, if you look at his numbers, you might not be wowed in some cases, watch this dude play. I mean, this dude, you want to talk about unbelievable hands. You want to talk about competing, you know, you want to talk about not worried about taking a hit and gutting through some things. I love myself some Allen Robinson. It'll be interesting to see if, you know, the quiet matches the quiet and he ends up in new England somehow, some way. Yeah. Uh, it, it'll just, it, it'll be fascinating to see what they do. I do think the Shaq Mason trade is interesting. You know, maybe that maybe something else pops up here uh, because of that trade. I don't think they make that trade just to make that trade. Uh, Terrence Mitchell signed cornerback vet played a lot of uh, zone from what I read in Houston last year. Are they done at corner, Greg? Uh, you would hope not, but it's possible. I mean, at least they have guys between, you know, miles, Bryant, Jalen Mills, um, Jonathan Jones will be back, Sean Wade, and now Mitchell. They could be done. They could say, you know, maybe they have high hopes for Sean Wade. You know, they could draft a guy. Uh, but my question sort of with cornerback Nick is, you know, going on what they have now and who they let go in J.C. Jackson, which I absolutely hated because he got yep. $20 million guaranteed the first two years. Why not tag him at 17.3? That's the going rate. I, I Another move that I hate. But um, – Considering what they have, how they played last year, how it was most effective until the last half of the season in, in terms of zone coverage, and what they have now at cornerback, which now this Terrence Mitchell signing, I swear to God, Nick, I feel like I'm back in 2011. And it's like Sterling Moore and Antoine Molden and Philip Adams. Like, that's what it feels like. And so I wouldn't be surprised if that's the way that they go. But if they do that, it's time to bone up on the pass rush because we saw it last year. Matthew Judon got shut down, uh, didn't play well the second half of the season. They couldn't stop a nosebleed. Yes, I have high hopes for Josh Uche. Yes, I have high hopes for Ronnie Perkins. But go, you know, go get some street free agent, some veteran, uh, you know, outside linebacker edge type of guy like a Zadarius Smith or Justin Houston or somebody like that to beef up the pass rush because if you're going to play we saw it last year Nick and we talked about it all year even before they went down the tubes if you play a lot of zone coverage you have to have a good pass rush because yep. if you don't get to the quarterback they have all day they'll pick you apart that's what Josh Allen did to them in the last two meetings and so yes they could be done if they are done time to beef up the pass rush what interests me is where do they go scheme wise? And, you know, they, they've got Mitchell now, who's more of a zone guy. They played more zone last year than we've seen them play. I don't think they're going to go straight up zone all the time. That's ridiculous. Right. There's still a lot of man, but if they also go a little smaller at linebacker, that that's another thought, right? If you go smaller at linebacker, that could also feed into zone coverage. So bringing Wilson in signing Mitchell, letting JC Jackson walk, it's very interesting to see what they're planning defensively. Of course, Mayo said towards the end of last year, we need to get faster and all that and more athletic. So we'll see if this continues. And if it does, we have to start thinking a lot about zone and what this defense is actually going to look like schematically. 
Uh, all right. So what are the needs now? Salary cap situation, options they might be looking at. We have all of that to cover. But first, let's hear about betonline.ag from our guy, Greg. It's that time of year as college basketball takes center stage as the tournament is finally upon us. And the Scarlet Knights are playing tonight, baby. Bill Uh, better not make any moves between 9.15 and 11.30 or else I'm going to be really mad. (laughs) Uh, Looking to wager this year, BetOnline is your number one spot for all your updated odds and information along with great contests, including the bracket contest where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50, that's CLNS50, to get started. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. The fastest and easiest way to wager on all the popular sports and games, bet online where the game starts. All right, so options for the Patriots we'll get to in a minute. First, let's look at what they need. This is what I've got written down, Greg. Cornerback, yep. obviously. Yep. Uh, offensive Agreed. That's line. my number one need. Yep. Yep. I've got I've got cornerback, offensive line, linebacker, and wide receiver. Those are my four top needs. Yeah, we're pretty close. I mean, I have number one cornerback, and Mitchell is not that, or at least I hope he's not that. You're hoping that, who knows, Sean Wade pops and he's that guy. But – Number one cornerback that could happen in the free agency or draft. Uh, middle linebacker, you know, like Miles Jack is out there. Another, There's a street free agent where it doesn't factor in the compensatory picks. Um, I assume he's going to be very popular on the free agent market, but that's sort of like the ideal guy. You put Miles Jack with Mac Wilson and Cam McGrone and Raekwon McMillan, all of a sudden oh. you've transformed oh, into an athletic linebacking core. Um, Please give me Jack. If they get Miles Jack, oh, I'll be I'll be happy with that. <laughs> uh, I have X receiver, you know, a boundary receiver, um, you know, to replace Nelson Aguilar. If I, you know, if they can get somebody like an Allen Robinson, and we'll mention a few more names here, then uh, you know, I'm trying to trade Nelson Aguilar back to the Raiders and McDaniel's and and Ziegler, who obviously signed off on him uh, when they signed him last year. He developed. He really popped under Edgar Bennett, who. McDaniels retained as Re- Raiders receivers coach. And then I have uh nose tackle is next. I want better than Devon Godchow. If I got to move Godchow to end, so be it. Uh, and then number five would be my slot receiver and then left edge, as we talked about uh, with beefing up the pass rush. So that's sort of where I see the needs. If people want to go over to BSJ, I have, you can see my whole depth chart, my whole needs list. All that stuff uh, is uh, is available over there. And just to throw a name out there, uh, and this is going to continue to happen now over the next few hours. Of course, we're doing this live. So, you know, when you finally see this, things have already happened most likely. But yep. uh, as I'm looking on Twitter, Eric Flowers has been released by the commanders. Now, Flowers was a disaster in New York. Oh, uh, yeah. And they moved him up front, though. They, they moved him. And he played pretty well. Uh, they moved him out of tackle. They put him at guard and he was cut. He was making about 10 million a year or whatever it was. So, you know, that's just the name and you're going to see more offensive linemen. I think release, you're going to see a lot of other guys cut because teams got to get under the cap. They've got to get to that number. So we'll see if more names pop up here, offensive line in those positions of need, the salary cap situation, Greg, they're about $12 million under uh, they can 
create more room though? Do you think they'll do that as we get closer to, to this deadline? Do you think they'll look to create more room by possibly restructuring Judon and doing other things? Uh, well, if they do that, then we'll know that they're up to something big. Normally the Patriots, um, you know, don't really like to maneuver contracts unless they absolutely have to. So if the, if the situation presents right. itself where like, you know, say they need to extend themselves a little bit for like an Allen Robinson, then they, I think they would quickly do, you know, Matthew Judon. I do think that they'll, we'll see some, you know, possible releases here coming up. Um, you know, a guy like, uh, you know, not Dietrich wise, but uh, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. You know how I feel about him. But Lawrence Guy would save you about $3 million if released. Jake Bailey, there's been a lot of talk about him. He would save you almost $4 million if you release him. Um, you know, uh, Henry Anderson is a guy who I really liked, a guy as a depth piece, but he would save you about, um, you know, $1.5 million. So those are some, you know, as we get closer to the, the, the new league year here, uh, we could start to see some of those maneuvers. And if you see the Patriots start to, you know, restructure Matthew Judon and and Hunter Henry and guys like that, they're up to something and they're looking they're looking to pounce. All right, let's talk about options, realistic options. Wide receiver, Allen Robinson, Juju, Jarvis Landry, uh, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, A.J. Green, D Jax, Deshaun Jackson, and Robbie Anderson. Now, AJ Green, D Jax, 33, 35 years That's old. That's why I put them on there. Effectively. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Given, given the Patriots free agency to this point, like, you know, how old are you, Cattles? They might be calling up you. It's all the it's all the 30-somethings for crying out loud. It's the over 30 club. Uh, Anderson would actually, uh, as we all know, be a trade, and they had talked to Carolina. It'll be interesting to see if Carolina brings in Deshaun Watson. Sounds like the Saints are leading that brigade um, as of right now. Uh, to me, Allen Robinson is my number one. I would put Landry at two. I would put Juju at three. I'm afraid of what MVS is going to get on this market. He's not a yep. $12 million a year player. How do you rank these guys, Greg? So, you know, I'm in favor of Robinson for all the reasons that you've said. I think he's he's a true number one. He's been in that position. He's been productive in sort of crap situations. Uh, so I think that he would be really good for Mac Jones. I'm not a big Juju Smith-Schuster guy. I used to be, but he sort of fell off in Pittsburgh. Um, and, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe him and Roethlisberger had a bad relationship. I don't know. But all of a sudden he disappeared, and I know that because he was on my fantasy team and he didn't do jack crap. Uh, Landry, not a big fan. I think he's old, he's slow. I'm not a big fan. MVS Look, this is a guy who all of a sudden, because he's a free agent now, and he is he's tall and he's fast. I get it. All of a sudden now, because he's a free agent, people are like, their mouths are watering over him. Well, why was he like a number three, four receiver for the Packers if he was any good? If Rodgers thought he was any good, why couldn't he have been like a number two? Why are they going out there and getting like Randall Cobb and stuff like that? So to me, he's very inconsistent catching the ball. If... You know, people, when I mentioned, when I reported about Robbie Anderson, people are like, oh, he's not that good, uh, blah, blah, blah. But MVS, they're all excited about. Robbie Anderson, they're almost the same size, yeah. same speed. Robbie Anderson is way better than Marquise Valdez-Scantling. Yep. You don't have to give him a signing bonus. Um, 
I would be happy with Robbie Anderson. The old guys, I don't want to have anything to do with, but I put them on there just as a joke because apparently Bill Belichick only signs 30-year-olds. <laughs> 30, 30 um, but, yeah, I mean, Allen Robinson, Anderson, and then maybe Landry after that. Uh, you know, Landry is a street-free agent, so he wouldn't cost you anything. Compensatory picks. Um, again, if the Patriots are trying to go the trade route, which protecting the compensatory picks for next year would help you, would give you more of an arsenal to do trades, um, which is maybe why they're they're aiming to protect the compensatory picks, uh, because maybe that's the approach they're going with. We're like, oh, well, we're not going to do free. We did free agency for one year. Now we're going to do trades, and so we don't have to lay out uh, signing bonuses and stuff like that. So uh, Robinson, then Robbie Anderson for me. Yeah, I, I'd be, you know, I was more looking at the free agent guys. My bad. I mean, I, I like Robbie Anderson a lot. Uh, I think he could help this offense. So he would slide in ahead of Landry and Juju for me as well. AJ Green actually had a pretty good year last year in Arizona. Surprisingly, I thought he was washed. So yeah, we'll for see. cheap, uh, cornerback, I would do him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cornerback. Um, so cornerback. Gil- yeah, Gilmore's out there. Apparently the Raiders are hot on him. Um you know, the rest of the list that I have, Janoris Jenkins, Patrick Peterson, Joe Hayden, Kyle Fuller, Xavier Rhodes, A.J. Bouye. Uh, you know, very old list. A lot of guys on the – they're all on the backside of their career. Um, you know, if I had to pick one guy out of that, I would probably say A.J. Bouye that I think that, you know, if you're looking for a veteran guy um, along the same lines of uh, Jalen Mills, but I think a little bit, a little bit longer, a little bit better in man-to-man – uh, you know, I think that Bouye sort of gives you that uh, that option. But all those guys are somewhat similar. You know, Jack Rabbit, Janoris Jenkins, you know, decent. But outside of Gilmore, nobody's really good on that list. I want nothing to do with Jenkins. I saw him get torched a number of times <laughs> last year. I'll, I'll pass on him. Uh, Peterson's okay, but he can't stay healthy. No. Uh, Hayden, you know, full. Okay. I'm actually kind of – I'm intrigued by Rhodes. If Rhodes could stay healthy, yep. uh, I, I wouldn't mind that. I agree. It's really been an injury thing with him. Bouye, okay. I mean, I, I'd be fine with that. I, my, my favorite guy, if he's healthy, is obviously Gilmore. But I, I do feel like the Raiders might make a late push here. Um, it's been pretty quiet around him, though. Uh, let's move to Edge. Zadarius Smith, who was released by the Packers. Melvin Ingram. Justin Houston. Jerry Hughes. Derek Barnett. And, of course, when we look at Barnett, we talk about joint practices, Greg. Yeah, I could just hear the the other Patriots beat writers. Uh, they 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 got a they got a lot of intel from him from the joint practices. They you know they saw him up close because it happens all the time. We know it happens all the time. The Patriots do joint practices with somebody. Somebody pops whatever they played them like you know they played uh, Mac the linebacker you know with Cleveland this year and he had a decent game. Terrence Mitchell played against the Patriots this year for the Texans, forced a fumble on Damian Harris. So, you know, I've always liked uh, Derek Barnett. I wouldn't say he's anything to write home about. I think Zadarius Smith, uh, if there was one guy to go after for me, because it could be cheap, he's coming off an injury, that sort of thing. Uh, He played in Baltimore with Judon. It'd be nice to have those guys on, on opposite sides of each other. They're familiar with each other. Um you know, but, you know, all those guys bring something. Ingram, Houston, Hughes. I'm sure there are other guys out there. They all bring something and can bring you pass rush. It's just a question of how much cost. I like Smith. Uh, again, 
it's a health thing with him for the most part. He was making a lot of money for the Packers. They had to keep Devondre Campbell, who would have been one of my top guys at linebacker for the Pats. Uh, they had to bring him back. They had to bring Preston Smith back with more money. And obviously the Rogers guy gargantuan contract. So uh, defensive tackle, big guys up front, Akeem Hicks. Ooh, again, health, but I love, I love, mm-hmm. can they, can they make up for that mistake from years ago? Uh, they've got Akeem Hicks, Calais Campbell, Michael Pierce, who is now out there because uh, Minnesota, they cut him, yep. Sheldon Richardson, uh, Daquan Jones and Derek Nadi, who I know is from uh, the Virginia area that I was, that I was working at for a long time. Yeah. So uh, your thoughts on those yeah. names, Greg? I like all those guys on the list. I mean, I would be fine with any of them, you know, helping out. Obviously, people know, you know, Hicks is one of the few guys that got away from New England um, who was actually better or, or, or stayed as productive, if not better, when he left. Calais Campbell, can you imagine having him in the middle and quarterbacks having to throw over him? He's always been a beast. I love Michael Pierce. I loved him when he, uh, you know, when he was with the Ravens and the Ravens, I don't know if he was a free agent or trade, but you know, good player, um, really good run stuffer. Same with Nandi. I mean, if they're looking to move on from Godchow, those two guys would be the guys that I would go after. Again, because Pierce is a street free agent, doesn't affect the compensatory pick formula. Uh, you know, whereas Nandi, I think, would. So I like that. It's a really good list. There are guys out there, and I think they're going to be cost effective. I think, you know, I think what we're seeing here, Nick, going through these names is that. You know, fans might not love it, but there's some cost-effective options out there that make the Patriots a little bit better. Just feel like they got to recalibrate the fans after last year's spending spree. Yeah, uh, this is more old-school Belichick, and mm-hmm. I think defensive line, especially as you just mentioned, all those guys, I, I think they could all chip in. I think they're all good players, and I yep. wouldn't mind, you know. Lawrence guy, Godchow, if you move on from both those guys, save a little money and pick up a couple of these cats, not bad. Linebacker, Miles Jack, we both love. Leighton Vanderesh, Kaiser White, and uh, Jayon Brown. What do you think? Yeah, and I also had Anthony Walker on there from the Browns because it's just like, wouldn't it be typical if the Patriots took two Browns linebackers? It's, didn't they do that a few years ago? Well, with like, I forget. He's gone. I think he, he signed this morning, I think. Oh, he did? Okay, my bad. Um, yeah, that's why I took him off the list. Okay, uh, but you know we talked about Miles Jack. I think both of us in our dream scenario, Miles Jack is the new Mike linebacker for the Patriots. Um, yes. You know, he would be awesome. I have no interest in Van Der Esch. Uh, you know, decent player gets hurt a lot, overrated. Uh, Kazir White is a good player, undersized, sort of like a coverage guy. I wouldn't mind him. Um, you know, in the room. But again, people, we can't forget they have Cameron Grown. Raekwon McMillan is probably similar to Kazir White in terms of, you know, they had they had a uh, some big they were looking for a big role for him last year. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Uh, but, you know, they have McMillan, they have uh, and McGrone come back uh, big Mac linebackers, I guess, if you know, we're going with Macmillan and Macrone. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm very smart. I just came up with Where's that the on the T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, Jayon Brown's another athletic sort of linebacker, not crazy about him, but yeah, I think both of us want miles Jack and, but I think he's going to be pricey and somebody with a little bigger wallet is probably looking to be like, boom, we have our new starting middle linebacker. Yeah. Van der Esch, too many injuries, neck and head injuries. No, thank you. And he also over pursues a lot. Uh, he's not that good in coverage. Uh, yeah. Not interested. Offensive line, Trey Turner, Nate Solder. Yeah, I, I'm sure there are other guys out there. I haven't been keeping up. Um, 
you know, I do think, remember, the Patriots have a bunch of guys in-house, whether it's, you know, Yasir Durant, Justin Haran, uh, Yadni Kajust, who was their third-round pick that, you know, I thought he showed, showed flashes last year of being able to start at tackle. Um, you know, so they have options, so I don't think they're crazy looking right now outside of, like, a trade like the Lyle Collins deal that we talked about. But, you know, Trey Turner's a veteran who's who's been out there who's still a decent player. Nate Solder. You know, you could probably get away with him as a right tackle at this point. I think his days of a left tackle are over, but uh, he's always loved the area, always had a good relationship. Remember, his son uh, went through a lot of health issues and dealt with the hospitals up here, so I'm sure they would be interested in that, possibly on the cheap. But, uh, yeah, that's sort of where I see things. All right, let's jump to the BostonSportsJournal.com member question of the day. $39.99 on the annual plan. You get all sorts of great stuff. How about them Bruins 10-1-1 in the last 12? Yeah, baby. Um, and of course the Celtics playing really well, Yep. Uh, tough game on Sunday refs hosed them with the Luca non-call, which was ridiculous, but you can also of course, catch up with uh, all your Patriots needs with uh, Greg Bedard doing the uh, coaches film during the season, weekly chats, all that good stuff. And See I will next. be doing coaching film on, um, Mac Davis coming up and Mac Wilson. Mac Wilson sorry, Mac Wilson. I'll get these names, Mac Wilson. Uh, Terrence Mitchell, I'll be breaking down all these guys eventually, like once things settle down a little bit here. Fantastic. Uh, let's get to the question from Phoenix. Do you see Sean Wade as someone that Belichick took time with last year so that he might be looked at to step up? We haven't seen him play, but could he be solid? Any chance that is part of Belichick's thinking, Greg? Absolutely. I mean, I think the Patriots looked at, um, you know, they needed more options at cornerback, uh, you know, with the Stefan Gilmore situation and also with the, no one knew what the future was with JC Jackson and they didn't draft a cornerback last year. Wade was in the draft last year. Um, and so they looked at him as a, you know, they went and got him as a prospect and I, they don't know. And I don't know what he is capable of. I think they like him. Um, he didn't earn a lot of time last year. You know, they went with Miles Bryant, and that's fine. That's no indictment on him. But I think, yes, I think he is going, along with a lot of other people, I think Sean Wade is going to be given every opportunity to win a starting job in camp. And, and people have to remember, the bottom line is with the Patriots, no matter who they add in free agency, they trade for what have you. They have to earn it on the field here. And whether they play or not, whether they have a role or not, will be earned come May, June, and July, and August on the practice field. And uh, so Wade, yes, he will be given every opportunity to win a role right there along with Terrence Mitchell and Miles Bryant and Juwan Williams if he's still here and and whoever else. Uh, but, yeah, I think he has potential. We'll see on the field. I know this is very difficult for people, but – I always say this every single offseason at this time, be patient. Uh, we're not even into the new league year as Greg and I record this. A lot of things can happen. This is not the finished product. Be patient. Uh, I will criticize them from pillar to post if they continue to have this kind of an offseason. It's been underwhelming. I agree with Greg, as he said earlier on this pod. It, it's been underwhelming. Uh, they can't fix the coaching, which I will criticize uh, because I just don't get it, especially on the offensive end. But Let's see what they do. Let's see how all of this comes together. I mean, if they get Miles Jack or Allen Robinson or they trade for Lyle Collins, all these people that have been going crazy the last 24 hours will then have to, you know, backtrack and, and apologize. So 
Try to be patient. Let's see what they do. Of course, Greg and I will be all over it. Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles brought to you by betonline.ag, the fastest, easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Let's have a good free agency here. We'll talk to you soon.